1: What's good, H-Town, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering the Houston Texans, provided by the one and only Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. If you haven't already done so, please follow me on Twitter at CodyDavis underscore 24. That's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Unfortunately, today, guys, once again, I am in the studio by myself today. If you listen to the show on yesterday, our boy, Johnson some sports guy Hickman, is still out sick. Um, he caught a bad cold in Atlanta. That's what he said. He said he caught a cold. I think he just turned up too much, and he's still trying to recover from multiple headaches. But that's, that's neither here nor there. John, um, he's, he's still out sick today, and um, so we just wish the best for him. Hopefully, he could get a lot of much-needed rest this weekend, and we'll be back in full force next week. But shout-out to John. Don't worry, guys. I have a jam-packed show for you guys today. First and foremost, the one, the only, the legend, the myth, Mr. Thomas Welly will be back on the show to share his final thoughts on the 2019 NFL draft about the Houston Texans. That's right, the Texans mock draft expert himself, Mr. Welly, will be back on the show today. Guys, I'm pretty sure you all are familiar with Mr. Welly by now. He came on to the show several times throughout the week when we was getting ready for the 2019 draft. Now that the draft is behind us, I am dying to get his final thoughts, his final opinions on on if he liked or did not like the Houston Texans selections throughout the 2019 draft. I have a feeling what he's going to say, at least for the first pick when the Texans selected Titus Howard. Thomas and I was tweeting back and forth um, during the first day of the NFL draft, and at first he had an interesting take about the Texans selecting Howard, but he provided one of the most uplifting tweets. He said, remember, guys, the Texans did boo J.J. Watt when they drafted him a few years ago. And I do remember that. So with that being said, um, Mr. Welly will be on the show later on today. But before we invite Mr. Welly back, I do want to share my thoughts and opinions on the latest move that the Houston Texans did Thursday afternoon. I actually like what the Houston Texans went out and did Thursday afternoon. They actually upgraded a very important position that they that they still struggled in, especially after the draft. And after they signed this veteran player, I do believe that the Texans are in a much better position. I'm pretty sure you guys already know what I'm alluding to. If you don't, then unfortunately, you're going to have to stick around after the break so I can... Tell you what it is that the Houston Texans did and why I like that pickup so much. All that and more on the other side of the break. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked on Texans. You know, yesterday was a pretty gloomy day in the city of Houston. The weather didn't look so great. It's all gloomy. Look like it's about to storm at any moment. The Houston Astros... Lost their second straight game to the Minnesota Twins. They lost 8-2. And to top it all off, the Houston Rockets are down 0-2 to the Golden State Warriors. They return to Houston on Saturday for Game 3. And they need a much-needed win to at least have some kind of life in this series. It just seems like everything in Houston, especially when it comes to Houston sports, it's, it's just been a bad week. But at least the Houston Texans did something to put a smile on sports fans faces in Houston. Believe it or not, the Houston Texans actually made a move that was much that was not only much needed, but it was pretty impressive. According to Sarah Bishop of ESPN, the Houston Texans have signed free agent safety Jaleel Ade to a one year contract on Thursday. Now, I know Jaleel Ade isn't somebody like Earl Thomas. I know at the end of the day, Jaleel Ade isn't the most noticeable or eye-popping safety that the Houston Texans could have acquired throughout this offseason. And after the Texans took so much of a big hit, I'm glad to see that Brian Gaines and Bill O'Brien has taken the right step to build the secondary back into a respectable position for the Texans. What I like most about the Ade signing is that it gives Houston some much-needed depth to their secondary, especially after the shocking and surprising retirement of Andre Hall last month. Now, you add a day to a team, just talking about safety alone, the Houston Texans have some pretty good respectable safeties. Once again, they are not the marquee safeties that would get your heart racing Pumped up, but they have a respectable lineup. They still have their 2018 third round pick, Justin Reed, and of course, the veteran free agents that they signed this offseason, Bradley Roby and Tayshawn Gibson. What I like most about the Jalil day signing is that it gives the Texans a lot of depth. Bill O'Brien now has the opportunity to throw some very interesting lineups to the opposing team. With Day, you can do a lineup of Justin Reed and Day. Day and Tayshawn Gibson. And you could also do a lineup that features two of your backup safety with starting potential, Bradley Roby and Jaleel Day. That's what I like most about this signing is that the amount of depth that it brings to the Houston Texans secondary. Even if something were to happen to Tayshaun Gibson and Justin Reed, Jalil Aday can step in right away and help fill a void that not too many players in this league can fill. Like I alluded to before, I am pretty sure that this move is the answer to the sudden retirement of Andre Hall. And I'm pretty sure most of you guys are, may not be too familiar with Jalil Aday. Even though you may not be familiar with his name, this guy has some game. During the 2018 season, Adey recorded 75 tackles, one interception, and one sack. He started every single game for the Los Angeles Chargers and played a big factor in their success throughout last season. His most noticeable season came during the fall of 2017 where where he recorded 96 tackles, 66 were solo hits. So far throughout his career, Day has spent his entire career playing for the San Diego slash Los Angeles Chargers, where he recorded 372 tackles, averaging 66.5 tackles per season. That's pretty remarkable. And also to say that throughout his career that he's also recorded five sacks and two forced fumbles and two interceptions. Like I keep saying, the best part about Ade's signing is that the fact that he adds some much needed depth to the Houston Texans lineup. And not only that, he is one of the most underrated defensive players in the league. I truly believe that the Houston Texans defense have taken a step forward with the signing of Jaleel Ade. Last season, the Texans ranked 28th in NFL in pass defense and allowed an average of 260 yards per game. I'm pretty sure with the addition of day, the Houston Texans secondary will not be this bad. So once again, I'm very happy. I'm very proud of the Texans for signing Jalil day, And I am so excited to see what he has in store for the Houston Texans in 2019. When we come back, I will be joined by mock draft Texans expert Thomas Welly. That's right. Mr. Welly will be back in the studio today to share his final thoughts on the 2019 NFL draft for the Houston Texans. But guys, before I let you go, I have to tell you about ZipRecruiter. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stats of resumes, A confusing reviewing process, but today hiring can be easy and all you have to do is go to one place to get it done, ziprecruiter.com slash locked on. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. ZipRecruiter is so efficient that 80% of employees who post on Ziprecruiter's get the qualified candidate through the site. Within the first day, and right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiters for free at this exclusive web address: ZipRecruiter.com/lockedon. That's ZipRecruiter.com/lockedon. ZipRecruiter.com/lockedon. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. As promised, we have Mr. Thomas Welly back on the show today. Thomas, how you doing today, man? I'm pretty good. How are you, Cody? I'm doing good, man. Like I say, I'm in here by myself today. Your best friend John isn't in because he's sick, so you just want to wish, get him a little get well message.
0: Absolutely. John, get well, brother. I know Cody misses you, but uh, I know I know Cody can uh, handle the reins while you're asking, but uh, we all miss you here. Uh, just get better, man. We
1: need you back. Yeah, we definitely need you back. But enough of all that mushy stuff with John. <laughs> what? Let's just talk about, first of all, I, I have to ask this. How heartbreaking was it? I know you and I, we did a couple of tweets back and forth in that first round. How heartbreaking was it for you to see Andre Dillard go one pick ahead of the Texans? Man, it, let, me, let, me, let
0: me tell you something. It wasn't as heartbreaking as. It seemed the only reason it wasn't is because he was the second offensive lineman taken, the offensive tackle, excuse me, taken off the board by then. You know, mm-hmm. they were still, you know, we were still looking at Cody. We were still looking at Jawan Taylor. We were still looking at uh, other dudes that I thought. I thought for sure. I even tweeted. I was like, whenever. I think it was Seattle. They traded their pick, and then they ended up. I can't remember what exactly that pick was. I was like. I was like, "Yo, we're about to get Dillard or Taylor. This, this, this is working out perfectly." <laughs> and Eagles, and then the Eagles flopped in. Of course, got Dillard. And I was like, "Okay, that's not terrible. We still got Cody Ford or Jawan Taylor." And then, bam, <laughs> <God is> Howard. <laughs> it- and I said, and I, I, I listened, My first reaction was, "Are you kidding me?" And like, you know, and I think any any Texas fan would do that because it was it was such a shock. I feel like, and because. His name hadn't come up. His name, yeah, his name probably came up in like the the second or third round, right? With that, mm-hmm. with our you know fifty fifth or eighty sixth pick, right? I mean, that would have been that have been if we would nailed him there.
1: Oh yeah, and that's actually where he was projected to go. He was projected to go somewhere um, mid second round, early third round, which would, in my opinion, would have been perfect. Do you agree? Right.
0: I I absolutely agree. I thought I thought if we would have nabbed somebody. From a like, coach, or like, Jawan Taylor, and then picked him up uh, where we picked up uh, Max Strappling. Strap, 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 I that right? Mm-hmm. If, if, I, if we got Titus Howard there, I would have been elated. That would have been the. I feel like that would have been one of the steals of the draft. <laughs> but taking him first round, I feel like he, we overdrafted. We over, like we were respawned. we panicked when Dylan went off the board when we really didn't have to. You know.
1: Yeah. Um. I know you, you had mentioned um a steal of a draft and to me, I truly believe that the biggest steal of this draft was the Texans selecting cornerback Lonnie Johnson Jr. How do you feel about that pick?
0: I really like that dude. I really do. He was one of the he was one of the guys that I saw um in, when I was picking my mind. It's like, Oh it's a should I not? And it was it was one that could have went either way. I like that dude. I like his size. I like his speed, and I like the fact that he fits the players like gloom.
2: <laughs> and
0: I, I think, I, I think he's going to be, he's going to be a stud um, in our, in our secondary. I, think I almost tweeted this uh, when it, when he got drafted. I was like, "So we just traded one Johnny, uh, one Johnson for the other." <laughs> <laughs> but I like him. I like, I like that pick. I, I enjoy. It. I, I, for me, I just enjoyed that we went offensive tackle, cornerback. Immediately assessing needs
1: um, with our first two picks. Yeah, and you're right, and you could actually say the first three picks because I know John had alluded to it, even you had alluded to it, um, except for me because you know I was stuck on the running back train. Um, (laughs) I I remember you guys saying, you know, the best thing for the Texans to do is to draft a offensive tackle, cornerback, then go back and get another offensive tackle. So even though, especially with the Titus Howell situation, even though they were not the players that that the that we dreamed of the Texans drafting. How satisfying was it that they have at least stick to the game plan?
0: I like it. I, I really enjoyed it. Like, and the more I thought about it, I went to bed. I even tweeted this. I went to bed. I slept on it. I woke up the next morning and I said I watched this tape because I went. I went about watching this tape in the first round. I was like, I was I was kind of heartbroken ish. felt like I've been cheated on. Mm-hmm. But I woke up, slept on it, and I said, you know what? This dude ain't terrible. He's actually he's actually better than what I thought he was, and he's better. And I think he's better than what other people think he is. Mm-hmm. The dude is massive. He's one of the biggest linemen in the draft, and I I I, I actually think we got the like the, the two biggest linemen were in the draft. I think the Tyler Howard and Max Stratman. They're huge. Yeah, massive individuals. You know that height, weight, speed thing that Brian Gain always says, mm-hmm. and, and pretty much every boring interview. You know, um, but yeah, I, I I like it. I like it a lot because it it proved that they were committed to protecting Deshaun Watson, and that's all. And that really, as fans, that's all we can ask for protecting our franchise quarterback.
1: Yeah, you're right. You know, that's all we can ask for. And um, I'm glad that you, you also went back and looked at some film because that's the same thing I did Um, throughout the weekend when I had some time on my hand. I actually um, took some time out and um looked at Titus Howard. And I actually like what I saw. You know, he was a big guy. He's very quick coming off the snap. And the best part about it, he's a versatile player where you can put him at left or right tackle. And he to sell that anything.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. 100%. But like, and then another thing on that, um, real quick. I'm not gonna go into a big old spiel about it. I I'm getting i I tweeted I also tweeted this. I was like I'm getting tired of the word versatility. Getting tired of the word versatile. Like he's a master of none, but he can play everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted I was I was hoping that we we come out of this draft with a bona fide right tackle, a bona fide left tackle, a bona fide guard or center. Something like that, to where they played the same position all four years in college, or however long they play, they come in and they're a staple. But you know what? And we might have found it. I and mean, like drafting drafting Max strapling with uh, with that third pick, you know, could could put them on either side. That's fine. You know, if they're if they were drafted to play tackle, let him play tackle. You
2: know, <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't try to don't try to put them inside. Don't put them somewhere there they don't belong. You know. Hmm. So I mean that's and that and like I said, going back to it, I thought you can ask for it. You know, you give him give him a chance to rebuild the line. Uh, we made some incredible signings. Uh, we actually just signed a safety today, the former Charger safety. I don't know, I don't know how you know significant
1: that is yet, but you know we signed we signed another player. Oh, oh yeah, now I actually just finished covering that um in my last segment. I pretty much liked that signing only due to the fact that it added some much needed depth for the Houston Texans at safety. But continuing with the draft, from one of the best prospects that the Texans chose, which was Lonnie Johnson Jr., who do you think is the worst pick of the 2019 draft for Houston? So I
0: wouldn't necessarily call him the worst pick because his upside is tremendous. If we're looking at the 53-man roster, or the potential 53-man roster right now, we got five tight ends overall, and I'm just and the only reason he's the quote unquote worst is because what are we going to do with five tight ends? Like I don't get it, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: like and okay, and it's not it's not that we took a tight end; it's that like we took a tight end in the third round when there were people still on the board. You know, with our first with our fourth overall pick, we went out we even got a and got a project tight end. And that's that's what he is because he hadn't played a lot of football, mm-hmm. and that's and that that to me is one of the one of the worst. It's either that or Colin Delista, the freaking uh, special team unit, pretty much at Texas A&M. Yeah, but he, hey, he's listening as a running back,
1: Cody, and you know you're you're <laughs> fretting over them running backs. But it's it's not the running back that I wanted. But I mean, at the <laughs> yeah, end of the yeah, day.
0: You sound, like more, you sound
1: like more Houston fans. Now, oh, we, we finally picked a position, but it's not the one I wanted, so I'm going to cry about it. It, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. I mean, but at the end of the day, you know, we we just got to see. We we, we just going to have to see. Um, Absolutely. Overall, what would you grade the Houston Texans draft? So with the, uh, you know, with the
0: positions that we took and the effort that we took to solidify the offensive of line and to ultimately protect our franchise quarterback, I I would give it a solid B minus. Mm-hmm. A solid B minus. I can't get anything. I can't get any. I can't get anything above that. And I can't. I can't get anything. You know. I, I feel like I feel like I can. I can give, You know. I can't get left of that because we took two tackles. You
2: know.
1: Yeah.
0: So. so that's where that's where I stand on. I don't. Like it's, it was a, it was an okay drafting when the second draft, as you know, some NFL analysts would would describe it. But you know, I think I think I think it was productive. I think that they took um, in that mind off their board. I say they took the best player available for them. Um, and you know, and I have fans. We got we have picked the third day and you know, they they have the coaching staff that, that can help out. And then I you mean, know, they they saw all these players at the Senior Bowl. You know, so it's mm-hmm. not like. They've never seen them like n- like play football before outside of where where they think, you know so and that's and like they do I I, I guarantee you like ninety percent of the draft picks in the last in the Billaboon area come for the senior goal. <laughs>
1: Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for um, all the help that you provided with us throughout the draft, and uh, we will continue to have you on the show, especially throughout the NFL season. Real real quick, um, where can they find you on Twitter?
0: Yeah, uh, so I got my personal account at at at, at T-W-E-L-L-E-4. Find me on uh, on Texas Mock Draft Twitter page, that's at at Texans Daily Mock. And uh, hit us up on uh, We Talk Sports, guys. The podcast that means two two of my buddies from college are doing. It's a, it's a fun, relaxed show every night, every Wednesday night at eight thirty Central Time. Hit us up on Solo Sports Radio. And once again, I want to thank y'all for you know let me come on here and you know, locked on. I enjoy listening. I always, uh, it's actually it's actually surreal that I've listened to it for so long, and now I'm you know getting to getting to talk about my favorite team. And uh, kudos to y'all for for keeping this stuff going.
1: Oh, Once again man Thank you so much And like I Like I said before Man we will continue To have you on the show Thank you so much man And enjoy the rest of your day
0: Alright brother You
1: too Take care Once again That was Mr. Thomas Welly Joining us once again The Houston Texans Mock draft expert I really enjoyed my time Working with Mr. Welly He helped John and I So much Prepare for this 2019 NFL draft and I am kind of excited to see that at the end of the day, both he and I gave the Houston Texans the same grade, which was a B-. minus. At the end of the day, the Texans did not go out and draft big-name players like a Cody Ford or a Juwan Taylor. But at the end of the day, they still focused on positions that the Houston Texans needed the most. They got two offensive tackles out of it. They got two Really good young stars for at the cornerback positions, even though we didn't need to draft a tight end or running back for that matter. You know, the two guys that we got Warren and Gillespie, there are still projects that who knows, maybe in the next five years that they may be the key to helping the Texans win a championship. But at the end of the day, I know outside of Lonnie Johnson Jr., the Texans really, like I said, the Texans really did not get that many big key names players coming out of the draft. But you have to admit and you have to be happy, you have to be ecstatic that the Texans went out and focused on positions in their most biggest weakness. So, with all that being said, once again, this is Locked On Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, I am your host, Cody Davis. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Please follow, subscribe, leave reviews, give us a thumb up, and give thumbs down if you like or dislike the show. Once again, I'm your host, Cody Davis, signing off. I will see you guys next week. So long. Take care. Adios.